What's up, Luka Nation? Today's the uh, the NFL Week 8 picks against the spread for you. I'm going to try to do a quick um, rundown of the picks right here in the beginning. This way, if you're running up against it on the on the clock, you get them right up front. This way you can get these uh, plays in for you. In the 1 o'clock games, we got the Ravens minus 4. We got the Colts minus 3. We got the Bills minus 4. We got the Packers minus 7. Hopefully you get that six and a half somewhere. <laughs> um, we get the Titans minus six. Have the Raiders plus one and a half. And one of our two stone cold locks on the day, the over 48 in that game. Pound that one if you can, guys. We got the Jets plus 20 points. Yes, that's right. You heard me, the Jets. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, guys, but plus 20 points. Take the Jets. Got the Rams minus three and a half. As your one o'clocks. Your four o'clocks, the second stone cold lock of the day. Saints minus four. We got Seattle minus three. And we got the Chargers minus three. And in the eight o'clock game, give me my Cowboys plus ten and a half points. Thanks, guys. Please stay tuned. We got the full analysis on all those. We wanted to give you a quick one minute uh, rundown of those picks. So you have them up front. And you can get them in. Thanks, guys. This is a fun one today. Me and Andrew kind of go at it a little bit about the spread. So enjoy. We have an exclusive six minutes with Ian, <laughs> uh, and um, it's your Sunday NFL Week Eight preview. Where you love doing these things, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much. For and the I have my own, and I'm doing it on a printed Michael. Yes, Jordan he card. did. He has his own. He actually wrote his picks up on a Michael Jordan picture. He's he's a little insane, but basically, guys, what if, we if wanted to do. If there's good luck, if there's good luck and good fortune, I think that's it right there. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to you and Ian. Start us off where you want to. Listen, we're gonna do uh, okay. we're gonna do full. Wait one sec, pal. We're gonna do a full analysis for you guys, so it'll be a full episode. But just like we did last week, and we got a lot of positive feedback from that. You know, in case you happen to push play on this five, ten, fifteen minutes before uh, the game start, you were able to get our picks up front. Let the kid do his. You know, this is the kid who picks the Steelers and and tells you that Claypool's gonna score a touchdown. I mean, this is a kid who, who he's been pretty hot the last two weeks. We wanted to make sure you were able to run with his heater if you wanted to. So, um, I, I don't know, buddy, you did, did you a, separate at one o'clock, four o'clock? I'll let you pick what, so go ahead. Let's tell me, we're going to just four. run through really quick. We're going to go fast. We're going to go. Uh, so it's the Titans at, at the Bengals. Bengals. We got the Titans and Andrew jump in minus three and a half is what I have for the Titans this morning. Uh, Titans for me is a touchdown. Minus, se- minus seven. What are you talking about? Cage? So he has it by a touchdown. So Titans win this game by a touchdown is what he says. So what am I talking about? So I have the Lions as early as this morning. He starts off at three and a half, and now it's seven. So we get the Titans. Seven is the touchdown. Current, current, uh, did you, do you like the way we did that in the first one, Ian? This way we get those out of the way. Our, our I, running. I, I, I think I think that was a prank. I think that was our running. Our, come on, man! Okay. You can't say it's a prank. Then you know. Then it loses. I mean, does Sasha Baron Cohen walk around telling people his name is not really Borat? No, I'm not. In, you know? I'm not. In, I'm not in on the prank. I was literally not in on the prank. At all. <laughs> so here you go, Titans. <laughs> so Titans. What do you say? Titans by a touchdown. Are the Titans oh, going to yeah. win the game by a touchdown, pal? Win by a touchdown. All right. So. The kid has the Titans winning by a touchdown, and we are going to agree. So Titans minus seven. Go with the Titans. Next. Who do you have? Colts at Lions. Colts by a touchdown. Rivers rushing touch. So the current line on that one, non-pranky, real line on that for the, uh, the, 
the the lesser of it is hurt. The Colts game is actually three. That line didn't change. We got the Colts minus three. I agree with the kid. Next line. Oh, I know. I, I know. You said they're going by a touchdown, but that means they cover. What's next? Uh, Rams at Dolphins. Dolphins by one touchdown. So, no, one plus. Yeah. Oh, plus a touchdown. All right. So I got the Rams minus three and a half. The kid says go with the Dolphins. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying the Rams covered at three and a half. Next up Raiders at Browns. <coughs> Raiders by TV. All right. So this this one here we have Cleveland's actually favored by this. The money is moving. It was minus three. It's minus two, maybe even minus one now. But I'm gonna go with the Raiders money line on this one. I think the Raiders actually win this game. I know that's uh, you guys know I'm a Raider fan, so you know take that for yeah. what it's worth. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Raiders. They burned me before. I don't think they're gonna burn me today. Let's go Raiders. And we're gonna get so there. Vikings at Packers. Packers by two touchdowns. Oof! Look at you. Packers are actually in this in this one favored by six and a half. You think they win by two touchdowns? All right, let's do it. Let's go the pack. We think the pack covered that six and a half. Are you just copying me? No, I'm not copying. We've had one different. I Um, I certainly feel like you are, but Jets Chiefs. Jets at Chiefs. Chiefs by two touchdowns. Okay, so here's the question, though, buddy. Are the Chiefs going to win by three touchdowns, though? Because the Chiefs are favored in this game. By 20 points. 20. The line has kind of wavered on this one. It's been 21 when it opened. I've seen as low as 19 and a half. It's now, as of this morning, 20. Do you think the Chiefs win this game by 20 points? No. No. So you think the Jets then? Chiefs win by 40. Okay, so I'm going to go with you then. I'm going to say the Jets. I'll explain why as we go on later. But I'm going to say take that 20 points, guys, and roll with the Jets. Believe it or not, yes, you've heard somebody say bet the Jets. Next game, Steelers at Ravens. Yes, game on Sunday. The best game on Sunday. I agree with you. Right now we have on this game the Ravens are favored. What? Yeah. Well, I'm favored. They definitely are. It started off as a a six-and-a-half point line, but the the Ravens are now favored by four. So what do you have? Five GD. Okay, so I've got the, I got the Ravens also. Ravens minus four, and the kid thinks they're gonna win by a touchdown. Who's next? Patriots at the Bills. The Bills are favored in this game by four points. Some would say four and a half. The line opened at three. For sure. You think the Bills <laughs> by a touchdown? I like it. I'm with the Bills also, man. The Bills will win that game by a touchdown. Good. The Bills, is this is I, this the heavy hitter analysis, Luke and Nation? I don't do minus stuff. You don't do minus stuff. You only do the favors. I just do the touchdown. Okay, so you say someone's gonna win by a touchdown. I don't think I don't think I don't think in Ian's game of football there are field goals. There are no field goals. Only touchdowns. There are no he only plays but there are no field goals whatsoever. But but what's important? But I think you'll see the analysis on these. I actually so far his 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 picks are pretty pretty spot on. I think I disagree with one of them. Let's hit those four o'clocks. The Chargers at the Broncos. Chargers so the plus Chargers five and a half. So you think the Chargers, okay. So I like the Chargers also. The Chargers are minus three and a half. I think the Chargers are going to win that game and cover that three. Next, the Saints minus so four. Saints minus win? four. Yes, I agree with you there. He thinks the Saints are going to cover that four points. I agree. Saints minus four. And uh, Seattle minus three. They were favored by as much as six and a half to start that week off. Seattle minus three. We're going to go Seattle minus three. Good job, buddy. How about, oh, did you, did you do an eight o'clock Cowboys? I see a Cowboys at Eagles. What do you think? You think the Cowboys win that game? Yeah. 
Wow. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the Cowboys also just to piss off Andrew. Um, but the spread on that one has gone from the start of the week, minus three Philly to minus 11 and a half. Um, the line was never minus three. It was. That was the opening line. No, go look. Go look. No, it wasn't. Oh, go my look. God. I'm dead right now. This is literally – you guys could have stopped someone like Joe the Plumber walking in New York City and got his picks, and this is what he would have given you. So how much – if I can show you right now Vegas opening line minus three, how much you give me? What do I get? I'll give you a Joe Burrow silver card. Cool. I'll take it. I'm going to flip it to you right now. I'll show you. What do you I'll mean? As you're, I'll reading, show you. as you're reading these plays, I'm on literally a sports mobile so app. So am I. So am I. That says open at plus seven and a half. And I've monitored this line all week. Here you go. This is like literally, ever, this is Joe go. the plumber. Here you go. This. Here you go. I'll send it to you. I bet you go get your coffee from the from the little stand with a donut sprinkled with sugar on it. I get my coffee from this shithole place near a train station in Philadelphia. They poisoned me a couple of times. Hold on. What stand? You, you drive all the way to Philly. Which uh, which which book do you want to? Which book do you want to look at, and what time on the line movements? What do you mean? It's just the opening line. It's just what Vegas opened to. Vegas would never have opened the Eagles Cowboys line at minus three because everyone would pound the Eagles. It just wouldn't make sense. <sighs> my, you could tell by my tone I'm even annoyed. Yeah, as am I. <laughs> are we gonna get some heavy hitter analysis, or what's what's going on here? I'm waiting what? for you to open up the. I'm waiting for you to open up the link I sent you. I I, I did so that you could apologize to me. Uh, I'm only apologizing to Ian anyway, and I'm I'm looking and you sent me the Seattle Seahawks 49ers line. That's what's confusing you. That's what the line that you're looking at. That's plus three. Nope. Yep. Click on the link, big bro. Yeah. So there are more links coming. Okay. It takes more than one link to show me the opening line. That. Yep. Okay. Here you go. Go ahead. You got it. VI consensus lines, ten twenty-five, two thirty p.m. Opening line. The opening line, the there one you that you see, the one that you see a Vegas insider. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the opening line, Cage. Here it is. Opening line. Philadelphia minus three. Goes to Philadelphia that's- minus three <clears throat> at eight oh five, on ten twenty-five. Then at 810, Philadelphia minus three and a half. Stayed minus three and a half on the opening line all night until it changed to minus four and a half at exactly 1245 a.m. on 1029. What do you think an opening line is? That's not the opening line, Cage. That is the opening line. It says right there, opening line. And it shows you all of the line movements by average consensus. And if you scroll down, it'll show you the line movement at every casino. Which one do you want to look at? You want to look at Sugarbush? Which <laughs> casino? Which, where, do you, where do you want to look? Why would you? Why would you pick? Why would you pick that one? Because it's one of a million of them. It's also the weirdest one. You want to put Wetskate? You want to do BetMGM? You want to do Circus Sports? You want to do William Hill? You want to do South Point? You want to do DraftKings? You want to do Stations? Where do you want to the do open, it? I'll show the you open, all the line The movements. opening line is Philly minus seven, minus seven and a half. Wrong. Maybe on whatever whatever site you have, but that's not the opening line. 
not whatever site I have. It's just I just have been doing this for so long. They would never open up Philly minus three Dude, and a half. They wouldn't do it. Were, maybe you were not as good of a better as they you thought. They wouldn't do that. Think Dude, they did do it. They did Philly's do it. At home. Philly's at they, home. It doesn't matter. They did it. Look at it. Look, before no, you talk, they never look. Open, they, they would never Dude, open up Philly minus Treasure three Island. Get, Treasure Island. Treasure Island opened the line the public, at 23. Everybody uh, are you are you are you are you are you just going to keep talking and not actually look at the numbers? Treasure Island, 823 opening line, Philly minus three and a half. Let's go to the next. Let's go to the next place. Why don't we just let Luca Nation solve this? How are they going to solve it? Because they're actually going to find the real opening line, which is plus seven and a half. I'm giving you the opening line. No place opened at seven and a half. None. Every place opened at seven, seven and a half. No, they didn't. Oh, my God. I've been monitoring this line all week, Cage. Opening line for you, what day? So, points bet opened on 10-27 and opened at 7. Two days after. Because, Cage. Two days after the actual it, open. You, you on 10-26, MGM opened at 3.5. You need to un- – what? What? Yeah. On 10-26, MGM opened at Philly minus 3.5. Go look, dude. Go look. Don't talk out of your ass. They would lose a fortune, Paige. They would literally lose a fortune. Go look. They would Maybe lose a fortune. It doesn't make sense. I've been doing this for 15 years. Okay. Well, you're wrong. Well, th- because think about it this way, Cage. I'll, I'll, let's, let's. You let's know, the big, Mirage big, MGM let me, line. Let me, just, let me just go real quick. Let me go. You could have had it at you could have had it at Philly minus one and a half at the right time if you wanted on 1026. Right. G- give me just 30 seconds here. Go ahead. Okay. And then we'll put a pin on this. We'll keep moving forward. Expert analysis. Let's hypothetically say that a book allowed you to bet Philly minus one and a half, Philly minus three and a half, right? Let's say that happens. Boom. I don't want to hypothetically do it. I don't want to hypothetically do it. I want to say the truth that there were okay. books that let you do that. Okay. So, so not let's say FanDuel, just, not whatever book MG, you're looking at, but there are MGM, books that did. Just let me go. MGM allowed a professional better to put 100K on Philly minus three and a half, right? Yep. Cool. Now here comes around Sunday. That same line, that same game is now Philly minus eleven. That yep. same better puts another hundred k on Dallas plus eleven, and now he has and can win both sides seven and a half point middle. Do yeah, you he can think? Win both sides. Do you think books would actually expose themselves like that? Yeah, I do, and I think they did this week. You're insane. You're Luca Nation. Chime in here because I'm going to rip Cage's head off. This is as mad as I've ever been with him. Um, let's keep moving because I want to hear your head. I'm not going to move forward. No, I'm not going to move forward. I'm not going to do picks. I want you to go and look <laughs> at look at MGM's line. So you probably bet on one one place, and you're right. There are certain there are certain places, certain places like Atlantis that opened late. They opened their line why today. Are picking, why are you picking these books? Sugar Atlantis, Caesars, which shows an opening line. Today or 1029, but didn't have an opening line on 1025 or 1026 when the Dallas quarterback situation was unsettled. And yeah, a lot of books didn't set this line the first or second day, but a lot of them did. And the consensus Vegas line is a combination of all of those lines. So in, circa- in, res- in respect for Luca Nation's time, this is probably a five-minute rant discussion debate. Let's move forward. But I want let's go back. You know who says that? You know who says in respect for time and in respect for moving forward? Someone who's wrong. At least that's what I found in my life. I, I have never but, been more confident in more, my life. I've literally yet, never been more you confident. You still have not done what I've asked you to do. I've clicked is, on every single link. 
go to the actual so 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 let's look at it together then because i'm going to post this link for luca nation okay let's go go let's to let them let's let them decide and let's keep moving forward no no we, no no go to mgm's it's, line and it's tell 9 me it's 9 a.m. Tell me what, and we're trying to get me this. what it opened at. Tell me what MGM opened at on 1026 at 1135 a.m. I, I would just like, because MGM, I mean, I've heard of it. I mean, I'm sure Luca Nation's heard of it. Tell me what MGM's line opened at. If you have the links and you've actually clicked on them and you look at them, tell me what the opening line at MGM was, please. So uh, I'm going to your link now, Westgate, Bet MGM. Play MGM line. At 11.35 a.m., 10.26, the opening line in this game. And after we do play MGM's line, we can do the Mirage MGM line. And you can tell me what the line was. Did you send me four or five links? I'm not sure which link you're on. Yeah, oh, you're on, the second, you're on the second link, and then it has the different sports books. And if you click on any of those, by the way, any not, of the ones. not very mobile optimized. If you, if you want to go a different direction with this, let me ask you, we, we promised to bring Luca nation value. Do you feel that this is valuable? Absolutely so, not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It is. It is. If I could pick one part of the podcasts now in our fourth month of doing this, that I would take out, it would be your ridiculousness regarding these lines. Dude, the lines matter, and let's keep moving on. No, 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 uh, don't move on. I'm not going to give a pick until <laughs> you read out what the MGM opening line was. I just told you, bro, that I'm on my phone. It's literally not optimized. Uh, I see where they put at, like, 1025, which is last Sunday, that the opening line is minus three and a half. I've been doing this for 15 years, and I've learned that the opening line – Versus when the books actually start taking action is two different things. They wouldn't hang a minus three and a half line knowing that Dalton would be out and knowing that people could just middle the entire line. Like it, it just, I've been doing this for so long, Cage. At this point, why don't you just respect your co-host? Like you don't have to always be right about everything and move on to the 1 p.m. games. The fishy game that I'm fascinated by is the Colts Lions. So the Colts have played one of the easiest schedules all around. But here they are, a better team, coming in at minus three. Can, can you give us your analysis on this? This is off a of buy, by the way. I just sent you pictures. <laughs> that way it's more mobile optimized. Because it's multiple casinos. Casinos you've heard of. I don't understand why you don't want to just agree to disagree and move forward. Because it's multiple days now at MGM. And the line actually moved in, 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 in favor. It's really funny. And, and what's funny, folks, guys, is that it doesn't matter because I'm actually I'm – actually Yeah, right here, right here it says Dallas pick on yeah, Mirage da- Yeah, Dallas pick on 1026. So they moved the line to Dallas I'm, pick on 1026. Then Phyllis really? mi- Philly, Philly minus, five, minus a point and a half. Then it jumped to Philly four and a half. And then the line has but continued. Come on, dude. You know that it wasn't a pick on line. No, no book would ever accept a pick on Dallas. Going into their third string quarterback at away game, at a division rival. I have a feeling that probably what came in there was a, a bunch of money in one way, and they moved the line because that's what each okay. casino does, pal. You're, you're absolutely right. They moved the line eleven f in points. Let's keep moving forward, Cage, because you you've you've stuck your feet into the ground for some reason out of a point of pride. This isn't pride. I'm looking at actual numbers here. It's not pride. If if I didn't see these numbers, if I didn't have, if I didn't have a, 
uh, a website here that gave me multiple casinos that gave an open line and then where the line moved to. What do you think? I would just make this up out of thin air. I'm not a, I'm not a better. I'm reading it here. I know you're a better, but I think you bet on the wrong thing here, which is your 15 years of betting knowledge. And I don't, I don't understand that. You want to move forward? Because I'm, I'm telling you here that I'm, I'm just looking at actual casino lines. He's back. Like He's whole back on casino the lines. Let me see your face. I'm kind of like angry. Yeah, angry. Because what do you think? You think I have a vested interest? Stop waving your, your, around like you're a teacher. You think I have like a vested interest now in, in like whether or not the line I have here is right? It's absurd. Of course. Are you, Listen, a, are you in a sports book? Why do you have a cutoff number two pencil? I'm taking the Cowboys here, so I want the line to be 11 and a half points. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of silly. The, the bigger the line, the better it is for my pick today. I'm just telling you when I read these things, it's not that I, I go in and I say, hmm, what's going to be a good line for me to win this thing? No, I'm reading them off of a, a consensus web page. And yet now for the fourth straight week, the lines have been wrong. And it's annoying. To be fair, you opened up with a, a little bit of a prank to get me going. With the That's true. And a half. This so, is very true. So let's, you want to start off with which game do you want to start with? You haven't had your Dr. Pepper. Right here, man. That's too small of a cup for a Sunday morning. Are we going to keep moving? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. All right, guys. So the, uh, the game that I'm actually looking most forward to on this one here, it's a 1 o'clock game. I don't know why they did this one at 1 o'clock and they have a silly, you know, Cowboys game still in the eight o'clock line. I know it's America's team and everything like that, but you know, who really cares about the Cowboys now and the Eagles, nobody cared about them to begin with. So let's look at what I consider one of the games of the day here. Um, the Ravens and the Steelers. So it's at Baltimore. Um, the Steelers are six and zero, and you know, they really jumped out to a hell of a lead um, against previously undefeated Tennessee. Tennessee surprised me a little bit. And I don't know if that's a, um, you know, the fact that Tennessee is a little bit better than I thought they were. Um, you know, I had that the Steelers needed to jump out ahead. The Steelers needed to play from ahead and uh, Tennessee's just not built to come back. And Tennessee did come back. And I think that that was a combination of two things. I think Tennessee's a little better than I thought. I think the Steelers are not the strongest six and O team in the world. They allowed Tennessee to come back in the game. They didn't play such great defense. Um, I, you know, I made a couple of predictions that Pittsburgh would be playing from ahead and, they, and that was right. And that Derrick Henry would not have a hundred yards. But even against that really strong Pittsburgh defense, he did have 75 and a touchdown, which is a pretty decent game for him. And he wore the defense down towards the end of the game and was instrumental in helping them come back. They didn't do enough to get it. Um, the Ravens, five and one, but it's the worst time in the world to be playing that Ravens team. And that's the week after a bye. I mean, that team flies around, that defense flies around, their offense is like nobody else, and give them an extra week to get healthy, an extra week to, um, to um, you know, prepare throw some plays in there, um, get ready for the Steelers. And it's it's a tough matchup for anybody, even a 6-0 and uh, undefeated Steelers team. And just a little side note on this, talk about teams that are familiar with one another and teams that are have been good for a long term. No coaching carousel here, right? This is um, the 25th time that John Harbaugh is going to coach against Mike Timlin. It's pretty cool, uh, Mike Tomlin. Um, and because I think I looked this up, the uh, – the Super Bowl era has been around for, you know, 50-something years. That's a record. 
no two coaches have faced each other again, um, you know, 25 times um, against the same two coaches. So it's, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool thing, right? So these guys know each other. They know what they bring to the table. Um, and really it is kind of a strength against strength kind of game, right? Pittsburgh's got the best run defense and Baltimore, uh, even though they're not as good as they were last year, um, you know, their running back situation is amazing. I mean, they always seem to have strong running backs. The Steelers were able to, like we talked about, slow down Derrick Henry, but he did have 75 and a touchdown. Um, you know, this is an interesting line at four. Um, both teams are good against the run. I don't know. Uh, Mark Henry, uh, Mark Ingram, excuse me, Mark Henry. Mark Ingram is going to be um, a little um, a little banged up. He's got the, the ankle injury. There was some talk about him maybe not even playing. Um, I think he's in there. Uh, both of these guys are Super Bowl contenders. This is a great, um, a great game. I give the Ravens the edge here. I think the Ravens are going to cover that four. I think giving them the bye, the chance to get healthy. The Steelers coming off of a game that you know they were really tested. Um, the Steelers have played a lot of close games en route to six and zero. Oh. Um, I don't think they are as good as that record um, you know makes them look. So this is going to be a competitive game. I think the line is spot on. Um, I'll bring in my Vegas insider who knows all about lines. Um, what do you think, man? I mean, you know, you look at this one and I think when it opened, you know, minus three, minus three and a half, something like that, that's just what you think in a division game between teams like this, right? Defensive minded teams. No, I, um, I think I'm compelled by what you said. Ravens off a of bye week is scary. Mark Ingram is out, but um, I saw a stat that, what's his name, Harbaugh is 9-4 and four off a of bye. The home team typically dominates the series. My head tells me the Ravens. My gut tells me the Steelers. That's always tough, but it's going to be an amazing game. I think it's going to be a smash-mouth game. I think in cool angle, I want to hear if, if you agree with this. Like When you play a physical running back like Derrick Henry, right, mm-hmm. it takes a little bit extra oomph to tackle him. Does that way into next week right like you're a little bit banged up you might need an extra day to recover from that and here come the ravens who are also a physical smash mouth team off a bye week and fresh yep yeah i mean i you are right by the way it looks like ingram i think they downgraded him in practice all week they downgraded him and everybody's talking about you know dobbins and the whole deal right there so he was doubtful as of as of yesterday and i think he's done so you're right i still go with the ravens on this i I mean i've watched enough of both of these two teams are you impressed by uh lamar this year Mm, i was impressed more by him last year but i think it's mostly because he he was more of a surprise last year like he took a leap and bound improvement from one year to the next into last year um, he has not imp- improved as much, but it's hard to improve from the MVP season he had last year. I think people just kind of expect so much. I think with Mahomes, you kind of would almost say the same thing, right? You know, he's been great. He's just going to continue to be great. Um, Lamar Jackson, uh, who's, who are his weapons, really? You know, he's got a great running back, but, I mean, you know, who are, who are his Marquise, stud wide receivers? Right? You got Marquise Brown, but, I mean, you know, he's young <laughs> He's not, you know, he's, and that's it. That's the guy we name, right? I mean, almost every NFL team has, besides the Jets, have a player like that to throw to. Many have more than that. You know, I mean, you talk, start to talk about the Chiefs, right? You know, they've got Kelsey, they've got Tyreek Hill, they've got Nicole Hardman. I mean, there's everybody, uh, most of these other offenses, you can name a bunch of people. You know, um, 
even Ben who's lining up across from him, right? You know, Ben's got Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. Like, everybody seems to have multiple weapons. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, they got a great running game and he's got a good offensive line. Um, he's got, a, you know, a decent tight end as well. Um, but he doesn't seem to have, a, a, you know, an arsenal of weapons. Um, but he still just seems to get it done. You know what I mean? So, so I guess to answer your question, I am impressed with him. He just, you know, it's difficult because he's got to go out there and score 50 touchdowns in a year for, for people to say, wow, look at Lamar Jackson. You know, he just ran for 250 yards today. You know, he's got to do something otherworldly for people to take notice. Um, all right. Hey, so look at that. Just like that, we're back and our cadence is back. You know, that's what Luca Nation likes, the heavy-hitting analysis, our back and forth, our friction. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad. Okay, we're back. We're back to the regularly scheduled Sunday morning programming. What's the next game on your radar? So I tried to do this by, um, by how – Alphabetical um, order? No, by how interested I am in the games, right? And that oh. I've watched. I've watched almost all the Steelers games. I've watched all, you know, almost all of them. And you know why I'm confident in that one is because I did. I watched the entire Steelers game last week, and I was just, you know, unimpressed. I didn't think they could run away with anything. I think that really the Ravens are going to give them fits. But if I were to watch another game at one o'clock, um, you know, hey, let's get this one on TV just because of sheer curiosity and because I think it's going to be fun. It would be it would be the Rams at the Dolphins, and why? Why am I picking the Rams at the Dolphins on this one, guys? Because it's two a time, right? And while Ryan Fitzpatrick and his fancy beard was obviously disappointed that uh, Tua was named the starting quarterback, right? I think the move makes sense. I mean, we've been talking about it with our cards all week, right? You know, Miami is three and three, which coming into the season in a division with, you know, New England and, you know, Buffalo, who was a 10 win team last year, you know, being three and three now coming into week eight, that's about as good as you could have expected for them. Um, you know, they're basically a rebuilding team. Um, but even at three and three, they wouldn't be in line for a playoff spot if the, if the season ended today. Right. So, um, you know, basically the long-term future of the Dolphins is, is it's on Tua. I mean, he's 22. Fitzpatrick's 38. You know, the, you, you, you got to eventually, you know, see what you have and take your car out for a test drive, right? I mean, you know what you have with Fitzpatrick. The guy was 58 and 86 in his career. Um, it's not exactly, you know, something that's going to raise eyebrows when you move away from that. Um, you know, I don't know that Tua makes the team better this week, though. And that's the real rub on this. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see him, you know, actually make some throws, get in the game and play. But if you were trying to draw up his NFL debut to give him the, the water, right. The, the water is the path of least resistance. And you wanted to really set him up for success and, 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 you know, throw him a cupcake, get him a can sort of like think Rocky three, right. You know, before club of Lang, you know, Rocky's opponents were handpicked, right. You know, they weren't setups. They were all the fights were all on the level, but you know, they handpicked guys that wouldn't really challenge him. I wouldn't have picked the Rams defense as Tua's, you know, coming out party the first time he starts in the NFL. I mean, Aaron Donald's about the worst guy you want to see bearing down on you. That's true. And I mean, this guy, I, I, you know, if I were a betting man on, on, on props, it would be on Aaron Donald. Do you Aaron think, Donald's let me ask you though, do you think the Rams please? defense is as good as advertised? Because their schedule has been the Eagles, the Bills, the Giants, the Washington football team, the 49ers, and the Bears. The Bills hung 35 on them. 
every other – and I wouldn't say the Bills' offense is that great. The rest of those teams aren't amazing offenses. So, do you think the Rams – and also, there is the Miami hangover. I don't know if you've noticed that. Teams going to Miami for basketball and football, there is a bit of a hangover, whether it's partying or strip clubs or whatever. I've noticed that. Is that an angle to consider? I mean, it, it definitely is, right? I mean, these guys are human. They make a lot of money. You know, they're doing stuff. They've been locked down for quite some time, too, and Florida is not locked down. So it might even be more of an extreme hangover this year than uh, than in years past. This one here, I just, you know, I find it hard. It, you know, if we're talking about putting your hard-earned money down, I find it hard to put your hard-earned money down on a rookie quarterback against that defense in his first NFL start ever. I think the Rams are going to cover this three and a half. I think you're right. I think that the Rams have not been tested. I don't think the Rams defense and the Rams as a team are as good as advertised. Um you know, I don't, I don't, but I think that you've just run off an, a, a list of teams that they beat. And I think Miami falls squarely in that list of teams. You know, if we were talking about them playing against a, an upper level team here, you know, I, I would, I would probably not be picking them, but Miami is just, they're not that good. Um, and I don't, and like I said, I don't know if Tua makes them better. I think the spread might even be more in Miami's favor if it's Patrick was quarterbacking today, but I don't think Miami's looking at this as it. I don't think Miami's looking at it as a today thing. I think they're looking at it as a hey, let's rip the bandaid off on this and let's, uh, you know, let's let's start to a time at quarterback and see what we have. Um, so I'm going I, with the Rams. I love it. I'm against you on the the opening line. I'm against you on the Ravens Steelers, and I'm against you here. I'm on the other side. I'm always with you, Cage. Let me clarify. I'm on the other side. It's gonna. One of us is gonna be right. This is a fun weekend. Usually, we agree on more things. This is really fun. Hmm. Next I can't tell game you. in order of your popularity or your. I can't interest. tell you how much fun I personally am having. Um, <laughs> the 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 Titans at the Bengals. Believe it or not, guys. I, don't I forget s- it's it's daylight savings time. So, correct me if I'm wrong. You got an hour more of sleep or an hour less of sleep. I don't know. I don't understand how that works. I think the line on 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 daylight savings opened at something different this morning. So um, the Titans at the Bengals, right? I like this because I, you know, I want to, I want to, I want to wake up one morning on a Sunday and, you know, and realize that it's Joe Burrow's time. I like the kid. I've watched enough of his. I've watched enough of his stuff. I've watched enough of his, um, of his games. You know, I see him improving week to week. Um, you know, it's funny because. It might not be the top one by a point or a half a point or whatever it is, but I'm pretty sure that this is one of the higher over-unders of the week, which is interesting, right? I mean, is that, is that bad? You know, I mean, 55 points is like the, the, the over-under on this one. Um, and what, what I think that tells you is that a Titans team, which is, you know, running back, heavy, you name it, they're expecting them to score. The Bengals have scored with people, right? The Bengals have definitely scored with people. And listen, not to step on your toes here, but do you do you know what this line opened at? Because I know you track all the lines. Do you know what this yep. particular line opened at? What was it? I'm seeing points bet, Unibet, Sugarhouse, FanDuel, DraftKings all opened at six and a half or seven, and yeah. the over under at fifty. Right, and you see how they've moved, right? They've moved now the 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 Titans by three and a half, right? Nope. <laughs> Good testing you. Um, so we have we have the Titans going win this game. <laughs> so, we got, so 
but having some fun on this one, right? I just don't think that the, that Burrow um, has it right now. Um, you know, I think that the Titans bring too much to the table. I was impressed by the Titans last week um, and their ability to stay in a game, their ability to come back in the fourth quarter. Um, this game here is going to be fun, right? I mean, this game here, um, I expect a lot of scoring. I don't see too much out of the um, out of the, the defense of either team here. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's one where I think that 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 um, Tannehill, Henry, the Titans' offense. I think they all have big games. And while I think Burrow is a nice fantasy start today, I think a lot of the Bengals will be good fantasy starts. I just don't think that they are at a stage right now where they can keep up with the Titans in this game. I think the Titans cover this one pretty pretty easily. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. I think that the number that they put out on this one is 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 pretty high. Um, and I think towards the end of this, I think that you're going to see a, a healthy dose of uh, of our friend Mr. Henry, the 22 train in the fourth quarter. Um, but it's it's just, it definitely is. It's one of those games that I really am looking forward to to watching because I want to see Cincinnati improve, um, and I want to see what Tennessee does after you know being punched in the mouth and, and having their first loss put up on them. Another fun game, right? Mm-hmm. So so and this one, you know, if I, if I don't have to watch this too. Jets. This is a game sometimes I'll get on TV here. And it's a cool one because I want to see what both of these teams are about also. It's the Patriots at the Bills, right? So so um and I got just so that we have it, the Bills minus four on this one, right? Mm-hmm. Um so um after the first couple of weeks of the season, Josh Allen was the MVP. The Bills were one of the best teams in the league. And you could have said the same thing for the Patriots. They were start they started off the season two and one. And it looked like, wow, you know, people were crowning the Bills as, as you know, the runaway leader for this division. Um, but the Patriots, oh, you know, have they really missed a beat? You know, look at that genius Belichick. And, and the Patriots are still the Patriots. They just plug and play Cam Newton in. But has there been a team that's looked worse since when the Patriots go from 2-1 and one to now 2-4? and four? Um, You know, you, you got to argue here that, that I guess – the winner of this comes out of this game with some, you know, momentum in the division. Because if it's the Patriots, they're three and four behind a five and three Bills, but a head-to-head win against them. Um, you know, and I'd like to say that the Bills, you know, have a real chance to, you know, be a good team. But what kind of confidence are you supposed to have against a team that couldn't even score a touchdown against the Jets? You know, I thought that that game they was going to the- be one. They also played the Jets, the Bills, did twice. The Patriots haven't played the Jets at all. Yeah, so you could say, you know, if you want to, that, that, that that's two wins you can throw into the Patriots column. Although, can you? As bad as the Patriots have looked the last two weeks, I think that there's a chance that the Jets mess up their draft status <laughs> and maybe even hang a win on the Patriots. If they, if you, if look, they at show, the, if you look at the Patriots' schedule, though, they've had a – it's not an easy stretch. Kansas City, then they played the Broncos. Remember that game got moved because of COVID? Yeah. Denver. Yeah. It's never an easy game to play. Yeah, and they then, almost beat Seattle, remember? I mean, you know, they, they, yep. they've had a tough wreck. They've had a tough – and, and then the 49ers, the 49ers are kind of an interesting team, but they're really, really well coached. Uh, so it, it hasn't been an easy stretch. It, it is an opportunity to buy low on the Patriots, maybe yeah. as low as you've ever found them. Yeah, I you know, in this one here, I think there's just too much craziness going on in the clubhouse. I think Belichick for the first time ever is dealing with some uncertainty. You know, and they've had bad starts, the Patriots, during the Brady era. But, you know, with bad starts, they start the season off 2-2 two and two, and then somehow still manage to rattle off 10 wins. 
they were never two and four. They never had a beating like they've had the last couple of weeks. They never, you know, two in a row at Foxborough was, you know, a thing that happened once or twice in their, you know, almost 20 year tenure together. Right. Um, it just didn't happen. And then you also have, I mean, I read an article about this, right. Uh, Jeff Garcia, you know, he was a, a former quarterback, right. He quarterback for the, for the 49ers for a while. He's a, he's a TV commentator now. And he basically said that, um, you know, he was making fun of Cam Newton's, uh, uh, outfits and saying that, you know, the reason why they're losing is, uh, is Cam Newton's too worried about what he's going to wear in his post-game press conference and not about what's going on on the field. You had COVID stuff, you got locker room stuff. And, and really forget about the Brady, forget about the quarterback, forget about that. Here's, I think that the Patriots won most of their games. They were great the way they were for as long as they were because of the same reason that the Ravens have been as good for as long as they have their defense. And right now their defense does not look good and they don't look good against the run. They don't look good against the pass. Um, I think that Josh Allen, while he's not going to win the MVP this year, <laughs> he's going to do enough to, you know, to, to have the bills win this game. I just, I, I have a hard time, you know, being confident in new England after what I've seen for them the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's almost like a team mailing it in already, even though it's only the gate sad, but that's what I see. Love I, I like the under in this game Prove to me that they could get over 40 and a half. Well, listen. After you're after watching the Bills score 18 points against the Jets, yeah, it'll be a long time before I bet the over in any of their games too. So, so I mean, I think I think the under is worth a, worth a shot here, just because. I mean, Patriots have put up 28 points in the last three weeks. The Bills are kicking field goals. Um, I'd love to see how both of these teams put up get in the 20s. I don't see it. It's going to be a cold, uh, kind of wintry day there in Buffalo. Uh, I'm on the under. Let's keep rocking, Cage. We're All right. We get the uh, the Vikings at the Packers on this one. We get the Packers favored by six and a half on this by the majority of lines. Um, unless you want to make it seven, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm honestly asking you that. I don't know what your line has it at. Cause I know that's a big difference, and I don't. I want to be fair to our our listeners. What do you have it at? I saw it at seven earlier this morning, and now it dropped to minus six. Okay, so let's 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 split that and make it six and a half, which is where I had it. Um, that's fine. That's not, you want to be fair? Really, that's not really how it works. It's not we don't split the difference on uh, spreads, but but sure. And eighty percent of the money, both money line and spread, I'm seeing on the Packers. Just a fun little 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 added piece of data point. Does that do anything for you, Cage? So just so that we have it, um, do you want to make it seven? Sure. I'm just, I'm just asking. That way when I track the record for the week, I want to make sure I have what spread you want it at. That's fair. That's fair. Let's, uh, let's take Packers minus seven. Okay. So it'll be minus seven. Okay. At the, uh, at the Goldberg Sportsbook. All right. So the fun part about this one here, guys, I, is – um, the sugar bush. Well, I don't know about that. Have you ever had sugar bush? <laughs> it is a good time, my friends. I don't, I don't know what you were doing in college, but I hope you did. Oh, so um, here we are. The uh, the Packers minus seven. Mm. The Vikings keep telling everybody that they're not rebuilding. They keep telling everybody they're not rebuilding. Um, I don't know how they can continue to say that this isn't a rebuild. They've traded away half their team. Um, they continue to trade people away. And um, 
their defense has more rookies in its secondary than any team in recent memory. Um, they got trounced by Atlanta and Atlanta's got a good core wide receivers and, and that's true, but they have not seen an offense yet that brings Aaron Rodgers and all of those weapons in. And that's what they have to face today. A five and one Packers team. Um, I think a lot of the money here coming in on green Bay, as you pointed out, is, is probably fair because everybody expects green Bay to basically just do what they want with this team. I think that's, what's going to happen. Um, it's one of those lines. It's funny, you know, six, six and a half, seven, whatever it is. I'm sticking with my Packers just because I think that um, I think they can win this game by three touchdowns. I think this is one that has all the earmarks for a potential blowout, but I could see a situation where Kirk Cousins picks up a garbage touchdown. And as you like to talk about the back door so often, I'm more of a fan of the sugar bush and you are a fan of the back door. We've made that pretty clear to our listeners. Um, but this is one where a backdoor cover is definitely in play. Um, you know, garbage touchdown here or there could affect this one. The line is enough um, that if Green Bay is not running away with it, um, you know, this is one where I, I, I could see that happening. I, I'm never going to pick a game based on that. I'm not going to say, all right, let's go Vikings and give me the seven points because I think that we're going to have a backdoor cover with a late last minute touchdown. Um, I think that, that this is one the Packers could run away with. And I, I think you, smart. Do you tease it maybe? Do you, if you guys, if your sports books has the option to tease, is this one where maybe you tease the Packers down and then um, let's say, for example, the Raider, Raiders were a team you played earlier. You could tease them up above seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a tease. Um, I just picked the games to give these guys this stuff. You are the professional better. I can't even get the lines right, man. So go ahead. Tell them about the tease. How, how does that work? And, and you know, how would you do it here? <laughs> I would use this as one of the legs of the teaser. So we've only gone through about half the game so far. So you could tease the Packers down. And as Cage brings you other plays that he sees that are, you know, on his radar or things that he likes, he's still going to bring you the Stone Cold Lock. If you could tease this with a, another game or two, I would highly recommend that just to avoid a backdoor cover. But I just don't think the Vikings have enough at Arrowhead, uh, not at Arrowhead, at Lambeau, I apologize, um, to stay in this game. Definitely, I don't see them beating the Packers. Hmm. I like it. So my next game, this is one I was, I was, I was thinking about making it my cold, my stone cold lock. I really was. I was thinking about making this my stone cold lock, but then I remembered that the Detroit lions have a future hall of fame quarterback in Matthew Stafford. And, um, you know, I got the Colts on this one. I still am very confident in it. Um, we got the Colts at Detroit. Um, we have the Colts minus the field goal in this one. Um, you know, I was heavy on the Colts in the beginning, guys. If you go back to episode 55 for our NFL preview, we've now done more episodes since then than we did before it. Can't believe how far into the NFL season we are here. Week eight, we're almost halfway done with this season. Um, you know, after the first five games, I got to tell you, I was I was reading a lot about the Colts and saying that, you know, Rivers was, um, Rivers was not a guy who was able to bring the Colts from behind and was struggling from, from you know, as Andrew likes to say, you know, he struggled from behind, um, you know, so, but then I watched week six, their game and the Colts were down by 21 points and Phillip rivers just absolutely lit it up. I mean, he, he, he 371 yards, 31 points, 
and the largest regular season comeback in their franchise's history. Now, keep in mind, I think anyone can do that against Cincinnati's defense, and we've already talked earlier about Cincinnati's defense. Um, but it does show you that, you know, some of the early critiques that he was getting through five weeks, week six, all of a sudden, you know, those articles stop. And uh, people are not going to say that he can't come from behind um, anymore. Uh, Colts are four and two. Uh, the Lions are three and three. And the Lions have some momentum. They won three of the last four games. But, and here's where you are the expert, man, because you go really deep in your analysis on this. You talk about the schedules, right? So I'm sure this is one you researched. Detroit has had the softest schedule in quite some time. But they did in week three play against Arizona and they beat Arizona. So you can't really throw out, you know, everything as, you know, they're just a, a you know, they're just their schedule. Right. Um, I'm not sold on the lions on this one, right. The defense is, is decent. Um, but I think the Colts are getting healthier. They get uh, one of their, one of their stronger linebackers, Darius Leonard's coming back today. Um and um, I think that the Colts defense is going to be a little stronger. Um, this is one just, you know, when I looked over the, 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 the games earlier in the week, this one jumped out as me as, as one of the first ones that I just circled, Colts minus three. Um, I'm still very confident on that. Um, I was going to make it a Stone Cold lock, but I'm more confident in one other game you'll get to, you know, in a bit. But this is Colts minus three. Ready to move on? Yes, sir. I'm staying away from it. You're staying I away from the that line game? Is right. Yeah, I mean, the line is, the line is, the line hasn't moved, right? So the line is uh, right on this one. Um, Lions, Lions are really exactly where they are with their record is exactly who they are. Three and three, they played really close games. Uh, they beat some teams that are pretty good, but they've also lost some games. But but their games have been close, and I think the line is exactly where it is. I just don't see value in either direction. Um, so let's keep moving. Right. One of the games this week that everybody should watch uh, for about 30 seconds. And once the kickoff goes, you just turn it off is the jets at the Kansas city chiefs. Unfortunately, in my neck of the woods, this will be the game that gets televised, um, which is just sad. Um, And this is a game. I mean, I don't want to bet on this game, right? I mean, I'll give you my line. I'll give you my pick, but here's the reason why it's not one that I'd want to, it wouldn't be an exciting one to watch. It wouldn't be a fun one to, you know, Oh, my money's riding on this one. You name it. Right. Um, the Jets have have been 0-7 before. I remember it, 1996. You know, you talk about guys like Neil O'Donnell and Frank Reich, um, and they started the season off uh, 0-8 um, and then won a game finally. I think that the Jets have a 0% chance of avoiding 0-8 again here. Uh, they get to play the Chiefs. And while the Chiefs actually have lost the game, loss number two is not going to come at the hands of this Jets team, right? Um, can the Jets lose by 20? Sure. Uh, do I expect the Jets to lose? Sure. But is 20 points, a 20 points spread too much in the NFL with anything that can happen at the end with the fact that the Chiefs may take Mahomes out in the middle of the third quarter as well as their entire starting team? The Jets might be able to hang up a touchdown or two against the, the Chiefs practice squad at the end of this game. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare that you see a three touchdown spread in this game. And the expert analysis brought to you by Ian in the beginning of this says the Chiefs are going to win by two touchdowns. And I let have, me I, let me let me add a little color on what you just said. Please. So in the last twenty six years, there's been a minus twenty spread uh, 
here are the games. It was 2020 this year. Kansas City's minus tw- minus 20. Mm-hmm. In 2019, Dallas was minus 22. 22. 2019, New England was minus 20 and a half. 2013, Denver was minus 26 and a half. 2011, New England was minus 20 and a half. 2007, believe it or not, New England was minus 20 or more. In 2007, that's that year when they went 16 and 0. Yeah, Three I remember that. Times that year. Yep. Then in 1993, San Francisco's minus 24. In 1987, San Francisco's minus 23 and a half. In 1987, Dallas was minus 21. Why do I say that? How many of those 10 in those 10 games do you think uh, the favorite covered? Six. One. I'm just kidding. One and nine against the spread. Yeah, well, that was the point that we're making here, right? So the point that we're making here is it's the NFL, it's not college. Teams don't have an impetus or a reason to romp the spread. A win is a win here. They're not going to be feeding their record into the computer at the end of the year to come up with who the national champion is or who's going to be in the, in the college football playoffs. You don't need to run up a score on, on a, on a abysmal team. And they actually worry about injuries and whatnot. So like I said, I think the chiefs will be up. I think, you know, the chiefs might be, the chiefs might, here's what's funny. They might have this 20 point spread covered by halftime, but not at the end of the game. Right. So it's just, a, it's a difficult thing, right? It's a difficult thing to do that. And I'm glad you threw that in there because I, I knew there were a bunch in the last decade, I did not know it was as crazy as one and nine. Um, and that to me, it, it sort of makes sense, right? I mean, it, it does, it, it makes sense um, that that it's difficult in the NFL to do that because smart coaches are not going to risk injuring their players when they're up by three or four touchdowns. They're going to just take them out because that game is done. I appreciate um, you acknowledging me bringing you data points that are meant to enlighten the conversation. No, it's good. And that's real Thank points, you. right? I mean, one- That means one, a lot to me, Cage. One and nine. I mean, you know, that's when you're a sports better. Those are the kind of trends that you you look at. Although I don't know whether or not the um, the strength of the 2007 Patriots really applies to what the 2020 Kansas City team is going to do. But it does show you overall in the NFL, it's difficult to cover right. uh, three touchdown spread. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Raiders at Browns. I actually haven't been hard about this one a little bit, right? Because I do want to be fair with you guys, right? And you all know that I'm a I'm a, a fan of the Raiders, just like I was a fan of the Yankees and I picked them to beat the Rays. And, you know, unfortunately I was wrong there. They took them to the, to, took them to the brink, but we do have to know that I was one of those folks that picked the Browns to kind of overachieve this year. And at five and two, I feel like I'm right about that. Um, but as high as I am on the Browns, I, I kind of beat up the Raiders and it, maybe it's because it's a lifetime of seeing them perform poorly. I just don't expect much out of them. I expect them to be a, a I think I, I made them a six and 10 or a seven and nine team this year. And here they are at three and three with what I consider a, a definitely winnable game. Right. And here's another one of those games where, so Andrew, can I ask you if you have the spread in front of you, what, what do you have as the over on this one? The over under, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. My it's okay. Sorry. Loading. So I have it around 53 and a half. 53. What do, you, what do you mean around? It's 48. <laughs> so these are exact so, data points. Like this is this is just numbers. There's there's no around in math. It's exactly 48. So um, so at 48, so so um I just took it, I just do a number out there. I don't have an over-under on this one. I just do spreads usually. But no, so at 48, guys, I, I, I'm if you can't tell, I'm really, really having fun with Andrew at this point in time. Um at 48, I'm going to give 
a stone. To be fair, Cage, I'm seeing it open at 55 and a half and has been steadily dropping to 48. I, I mean, I guess I assume that has something to do with Odell. That's absurd. That listen, it is absurd. It's absurd that lines move that much. I mean, professional let me, let me professional something. sports books do not move lines that many points. It's ridiculous. Do you even understand? Yeah. I have 15 years of doing this. And do you Odell, understand how ridiculous you sound that the line would move from 55 to 48? You're absurd. I'm just going to stop talking right now. You don't even Odell, understand what you're talking about. You don't <laughs> even understand. It's not possible that a line can move that many points. And actually, you, I was, what is wrong with you? What are you looking at? I think I think Odell being out actually favors um, Mayfield. His passer rating with Odell's like 79. Uh, his passer rating with Odell off the field is around 115. What's interesting about that is I think it simplifies the game for, for Baker. He doesn't have to pander to the diva of getting Odell targets. Um, so that's just like an interesting kind of thing to notice, a trend to notice. Oftentimes when the best, and I'm using parentheses to describe Odell as the best wide receivers out, it actually simplifies the game plan, takes targets away from uh, get, spreads the targets out to other players on the team. So it could benefit. I agree. I definitely agree with that analysis entirely. Um, so what do you have as the spread in this game? It's dropped. It opened at three. Now it's plus mm-hmm. one and a half, basically. Pick them. So I have, I'm going with the Raiders plus one and a half, but I'll give two stone cold locks this week, right? My stone cold locks, one on the over under and one on the spread. This game is going over 48 points the Browns and Raiders will score over 48 points combined. Um, It is pretty, I'm pretty confident in that because both teams allow their opponents to score over 30 points. This game has shootout written all over it. It's got Baker Mayfield throwing the ball. And I, and believe it or not, I think you're, you're spot on with your analysis. I was going to talk about OBJ being out. I think that it's great to have Landry and OBJ on your team. Um, I think that they're great wide receivers. I think they're great, you know, talents. I think they're amazing, but they're almost the same person. And you should only have one diva on your team. You should only have one Randy Moss. You should only have one guy who's going to come to you in the huddle every single play and say, I'm open, give me the ball. I'm open every play, throw me the ball. When you have two of them, and it's every play Baker Mayfield hearing from both Landry and Beckham's, I'm open every play, I'm open, throw me the ball every play he's always going to have one of those divas upset and taking right. a play off. And when you have your number two, your off receiver taking that play off, knowing the ball is not coming to them, you name it, then they're not drawing covers. They're not drawing a safety. They're actually hurting the number one wide receiver. So, you know, I, I do, I expect Mayfield's quarterback numbers. I expect his yards. I expect everything to be good. I expect Landry to have a big game today. Um, but I expect the same thing on the Raiders side. The one place where I think the Browns are a little bit better than the Raiders here, and I hope that Gruden is smart enough to you know go away from this, is uh, the, the Browns' run defense has surprisingly been very, very good. Um, and I love Josh Jacobs, but I hope that, um, that the Raiders do a little play action here. I hope that they use Jacobs in more of the passing game. I hope they get him out into space and you know run more screens than just trying to hand the ball up the middle. Um, and you know, I think that Cleveland's run defense actually favors a higher scoring game here. I think that the Raiders are going to be looking to throw more. Um, I think both teams are going to be throwing the ball all over the place. And I think this is one that just has, you know, over 48 written all over it. That's just, that's just me. That's my take. I'm, I'm for picking the game. It's Raiders plus one and a half, but the stone cold lock, um, is the Browns and the Raiders getting over 48 points on this one. I think it's, um, 
it's it's i'm pretty confident in that love it let's keep it rocking and we'll roll right into the next pick um and just to confirm because my stone cold lock you have your spreads up on saints at bears yes sir so why don't you tell everybody what you have the saints favored by in this one saints at bears saints minus four over under mm-hmm. 43 correct so i have the saints minus four on this one and guys my stone cold pick of the day saints minus four saints minus four and let me give you a whole bunch of reasons why right so the bears are five and two and we've we've done this refrain now i think three or four weeks right has there ever been a worse five and two team and the answer is is no they are not a five and two team but here's what's great right so in addition to just not being that good, did you see the crap going on behind the scenes with Nick Foles? Did you, did you read any articles about this? How Foles came no. out? No. So Foles came out um, allegedly, if you believe, um, what's his name? Brian Greasy, mm-hmm. who's uh, the Monday night game. He was talking about this and said that uh, you know, he's, he's an ESPN um, anal- um, analyst and he basically said that quarterback Nick Foles expressed concerns about coach Matt Nagy's understanding of the team's abilities and capabilities. He says the play calling is bad and says that he does not appreciate how little time the offensive line is giving him basically to execute the plays that are being called. He says, sometimes the guy calling the plays, he doesn't know how much time there is back there for me to do this. And I don't have enough time to do the plays that he's calling. Of course, I literally coach. think Nagy is the worst coach in the NFL after only one guy, and that's Adam Gase. Well, Gase is done. I mean, he's done about lame duck. I can't believe he's no, still but, coaching. But actually, not just done. Like, actually, how poor of a coach he is. I think Nagy is one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. Nick Foles is 100% right, in my opinion. Well, you're a Foles guy, and I get that. Uh, but No, I'm, I'm just an objective dude, but sure. To me, though, what's amazing about that is, I mean, how do you how do you have that out there? How does the Monday Night Football ESPN analyst <laughs> how is that something that's being spoken about? How is how how is that leaving your your clubhouse? You know what I mean? How are we doing that? Um, it's just crazy stuff. It really is, and I just you know. We've, we've talked, we've seen like how COVID impacts these games. We've seen how, um, you know, how, how drama in the clubhouse impacts these games. The Bears just are not that good. The Saints are. The Saints are going to go out there, and I think that you're going to cover that four pretty easily. Um, you know, I, I think you can even see the Saints win this game by double digits. Um, you, are you aware of the split of um, Drew Brees, home and away? Yes. Yeah. Obviously, were, he's, were he's you always, a little bit or no? No, 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 not at all. Um, we're we're talking about Drew Brees is I think sixteen is the last twenty nine games. Oh, wow. Dude, did somebody just throw you into a, a like um like a potato sack? What? It sounded like you were like uh, like in the trunk of a car. Are you okay? Yeah, I apologize. Sorry, Luke Nation. Uh, maybe my finger was over the speaker. <laughs> uh, Drew Brees is 13 and 16 in his last 29 games against the spread outdoors. So just, I was just wondering if you, Cage, took that into consideration. No, no. I'm, uh, some of these stats are um, degenerate gambler stats. Like, um, 
you know, the time that he has eggs Benedict for breakfast, he, he goes, you know, two and four, um, you know, it just spreads it. You wouldn't even know. I just go on the team, and you're right. Listen, especially, you know, at this point in the year, it's outdoors, a little colder. You know, he's not in the friendly confines of his dome. Um, you know, he doesn't have the, the stuff there. I think that if he, if this game was in New Orleans, I think it would be an eight-point spread. <laughs> yep. So, so you know, I think that that's reflected in the spread. I think that, you know, um, I still think the Saints win this game by over a touchdown. This is my, this is, this is a pick here. Um, I just don't think that two teams really are in the same, the same category. I think that the bears are getting a lot of more respect from that five and two than they really deserve. Um, But that's, you know, look, that, that's, and and that's, and that home away spread could be already taken into consideration and the line making the line a little bit lower than it should be because, maybe this is a six point spread. I'm with you. I'm laying off this game. I'm kind of annoyed and sick of the bears at this point. Uh, and the circus that's going on there. So I'd love to tell you, I'd love to tell you that I, 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 you know, that that's, that I I disagree with you, but I don't, I mean, how many times are we going to talk about the bears are not as good as they look, but yet when Sunday wraps, they're they still, either win, they're still they, on the docket. Yeah. They're still either win or they keep the game close and the whole deal. And, and a lot of that has to go to Foles. Um, because he has really, you know, he really has impressed the guy can step up, you know, back up and just take a team over. Um, I just think there's too much drama bubbling over there and, you know, they've been able to do what they've done against, you know, middle of the road teams. I think they are a middle of the road team. I don't think the saints are, I think the saints are a a little bit better, um, category for them. And I think the saints are going to go up early and and not really look back a fun game here, right? A, A fun game is, uh, the chargers at the Broncos, right? And, um, you know, it's fun to see a two and four team favored, right? I mean, Justin Herbert, right? You know, the Chargers haven't really been favored all that much this year. If yes. at all. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun, right? So here's, here's the way I look at this one and why I think the Chargers cover this one and why I'm, I'm picking the Chargers in this one. It was, in, it was in contention for my Stone Cold lock too, right? Because I do like this kid Herbert. And, you know, I've, I've given a lot of crap to the mosaic collectors of the world and said, hey, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't throw all your money in, in Justin Herbert mosaic. That's not a knock on Herbert. You know, if his prism-based rookie was out there right now, I'd be telling you to stock up on him, you know, at reasonable prices. Um, he hasn't had his first victory, right, yet until he played against Jacksonville. But what was going on before that, right? You know, Think of the, the, the quarterback row that he played against where he came damn close to notching his first NFL victory. The guy almost beat Mahomes. He almost beat Brady. And he almost beat Drew Brees. And then Gardner right. Minshew comes to town and he gets his first victory over Gardner Minshew. It's not going to be the coolest story to tell his grandkids. You know, it would have been nicer to tell him that he beat Tom Brady or Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes. But he almost did. All three of them in a row. So... Could he have won one of? He could have won all three of those games, and then you're talking about a, a two or four team that's looking a little bit, little bit uh, different. Now, I put the Broncos in that Jacksonville category because the Broncos are also two and four. He's not playing against Breeze, Brady, or Mahomes. He's playing against the Broncos. It's a winnable game for him. It is a um, a game where I think that that you're really going to see what um, potential Justin Herbert has. Um, you know, there's some talk about Denver's thin air on this one. You know, it's one of those weird games where, you know, you don't want to travel. I don't know. Herbert's probably never played in, uh, 
you know, in, 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 in that type of a, an environment. Right. But I don't think it's enough. He's got Keenan Allen. I mean, I watched the game last week and that guy is just great. He's a great possession receiver. He's healthy. Um, he has a hard time making it through full seasons, but right now he's fully healthy and, I mean, he seems like somebody you can just pencil in for a 10-catch, 100-yard, one-touchdown day every week that he's healthy. It's such a great uh, security blanket for a young quarterback like Herbert. And I checked, and, and it looks like Melvin Ingram is coming back in on defense for the Chargers. It's just too much for the Chargers to, uh, you know, for, for the Chargers to throw at Denver, for Denver to really have a chance in this game. I got the Chargers. I think they cover um, – and uh, this one was, was one of the easier ones on the docket for me. Um, and that leaves one more four o'clock game, right? Unless I've, uh, unless I've gone crazy here. I think that it just leaves me with the, yep. uh, the Seahawks game. Interesting game. I'm really interested to see what you have here because Russ is playing MVP, just unbelievable numbers, 22 and six. But that defense stinks. Yeah, they're horrible. And, and not just stinks, right? So, so here's one where I don't know shit about lines. I just try to pick games on what's in front of me, right? And I feign, um, you know, annoyance at Andrew, and he knows what he's talking about, guys. I, I, I mean, I'm not a gambler. Um, I gamble on cards and not sports because I've never known anybody who bet on sports who actually won in the long term. I hope a, a lot of you guys are taking Andrew's advice on this one, which is, you know, flat betting, don't get nuts, don't go crazy, bet the same amount each time. Use the, you know, things that, tools that are there available for you, like teasers in those close games. Um, you know, we do want to make sure that if you are betting with this stuff and not using it just for fun, that you are doing it smart. Um, I don't know the lines, but what I do know are these, these teams. I do know the sport on this one, but if you look, hasn't this line moved a bit also? Let me double check. I yeah, see it at please. minus three right now. It's minus three now. Seahawks. That's what I have. Basically, also, minus which three. is basically a pick em game. If but you guys if I were think to about tell it. you, though, if I were to tell you that this game started at Seahawks minus six-ish, would that, would that be weird? Not, not, not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing the line was always three. Okay. So um, – <clears throat> I had, you know, a whole bunch of ones where, you know, Seattle started off a little higher and, and came down to three. But like I said, I don't know the lines. Your point is 100% accurate. Um, Russ is great. Russ is playing MVP style um, football. I mean, he's, you know, he's one of the better teams. But you ready for this one? Two problems. I'm still picking Seattle. I'm still picking Seattle because this is not the week where it, it, it comes undone but you're talking about their defense. You know, the Seahawks allowed 519 yards to Arizona. And you're like, wow, that's crazy. 500 yards. But here's a bigger stat, right? Six games. Seattle's played six games. They've given up 2,875 yards in the season. That is the most ever given up through six games by an NFL team. No defense has been worse, ever. That's bad. Do you, do you think it matters that uh, 49ers are battling a ton, a ton of injuries? Do you think that might be able to kind of artificially slow down uh, their offense? Yeah, or do you think is... they're still going to put up points? Garoppolo's back. Tevin Coleman's active. Yeah. Well, so there's a whole bunch of them, right? So here, here's the deal, right? So, yes, they've given up a lot of yards. They're 23rd in points allowed per game now, 24th in net yards allowed per passing attempt, which is where their real weakness is, and 31st in passing yards allowed, 30th in first downs allowed. Their defense is 
bad, very bad. But here's where where it's fun, right? And it's amazing I'm still picking them, right? As I almost talk myself out of it, right? I don't like their offense that much. I know I love Russell Wilson, right? But it seems like every game that they play is a game of chicken. Every single game is basically them staring at the other team and saying, okay, we're going to give you a chance to beat us now. It's up to you whether you take it. It's up to mm-hmm. you, Cam, New- Cam Newton. Can you get it in from the one-yard line and beat us? Hey, Arizona, can you, um, can you beat us in overtime? You know, can you come down the field and tie this game up and, 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 and blah, blah, blah? It seems like every single game, they're either relying on Russ to go down the field and take him from behind, or they're, you know, Russ gets them a lead and their defense gives it away. Um, they are not pulling away from anybody. They're not doing enough to, you know, uh, to, to slow anyone down. Um, I don't think that um, Garoppolo is going to have a bad game today. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he's the next anything. I think he's going to be a serviceable NFL quarterback, assuming he stays healthy. I like the 49ers team. I just don't think when all is said and done that the 49ers offense has enough for a full game to keep up with the Seattle offense. And that really is what this is going to come down to. It's like those old Saints teams, right, that had bad defense, but they would go out there and score 40, 45 points and say, okay, if you can keep up with us, go right ahead. You know, our, our defense just has to stop you one or two times for us to win the game. Yep. That's what I'm seeing with Seattle here. And I think today, this matchup with the Niners, especially with Seattle coming off of a loss, their defense is going to be a little more motivated. I'm, I don't love Seattle's team. I do love Russell Wilson. I think he's fantastic. I don't love the Seattle team. But um, I think that the Seattle is, is, is just enough better to cover that, that field goal spread here. So go with Seattle on this one minus three. That takes care of the the one and uh, and four o'clock games for us, um, and I got an eight o'clock game. This was the one that that started us all off today. This was the uh, you know the Eagles at the Cowboys, right? This was uh, mm-hmm. you know the 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 fun nationally televised uh, game here. Um, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one before I tell you why I'm picking the Cowboys again. Hmm. So er, this whole week, I was like, "You gotta, you you, you gotta mortgage your house and put it on the Eagles." Uh, not because I'm an Eagles fan cage. I just thought every single situation pointed to the Eagles covering. Uh, turmoil in the Dallas locker room. Players speaking out about the coach an- anonymously. You got a third string quarterback coming in from JMU, who sounds like you should run an Italian pizza pizza restaurant. Uh, but Maybe this is exactly what they need. Maybe this is exactly what they need. They have the weapons on offense. That defense, they have uh, Sean Lee coming back, and he's been the anchor on that defense forever. They could surprise some people, and I I very well think that this Eagles team can lose. They've been erratic. They've been inconsistent. They lack leadership. Um, So 10.5 points against two terrible, terrible, terrible teams. I would take the points if I was a betting man. Look at you. So are you telling me today that you are you would be betting if you were a betting man, you'd be betting the Cowboys? I love it because it's I'm going to have It's very I'm going to agree with you. I'm gonna, I'm I got to agree with you on this one. And this is a fun one, right guys? So this is one where, you know, if I were a better and I'm I'm not, but if I were a better, I'd be looking for one of those alternate lines. I'd be looking for uh, you know, uh Cowboys get three and a half. 
You know what I mean? And and yeah. get more money for it. You know what yes, I mean? Yeah. Or or I don't know if I could go all the way down to Cowboys getting, you know, Cowboys money line. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Which would be insane. But you could but- you could sprinkle like this. So that's a great point, Cage. That's a freaking amazing point. What you could do with a line like this, if you believe in that, you can put, let's say you're betting 300 bucks. You could put 100 on the Cowboys plus three and a half, 100 on the Cowboys plus seven and a half, 100 on the Cowboys at the regular line. And, and you could win in a few different ways. I don't know if you, you do that, but I think that could be an interesting play if you're playing those alt lines. Yeah. I mean, this is a game where, I, I mean, I, Ben DiNucci, you're right. I mean, how, how, what a great name that is, right? But it, <laughs> you really want to have some fun. You'll listen to this. Go out and buy some Ben DiNucci absolute rookie cards this morning. But of course, he's 99 cents. And he doesn't have to win. He goes out there and has a decent game. This is the guy no one's expecting to stay in the NFL for that yep. long. But he goes out there and, and, and has a decent game today, throws a couple touchdowns and gets on ESPN. People are going to be looking for his cards. I know my Italian friends will be. So, yep. uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun play, right? And, and, you know, if sports is not this, nothing else right sports is about the stories right could Mm -hmm. you not could you not picture a a movie about the 2020 cowboys winning the super bowl after their starting quarterback goes down with a injury cage is getting aggressive now and then and then their second string quarterback goes out with a horrible injury to the head and then coming out of the tunnel the new goat the next tom brady ben Danucci. Oh my Lanta. Dude, are you are you a sure. New York Oakland fan? You're not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> Dude, I hate the Cowboys. I'm gonna tell you. you I don't really hate don't like the Cowboys. I do, I do, I do. Dude, this whole season you're loving the Cowboys 10 and 6, Dak for MVP. Yes. yes. Now, and I and and, and I'm gonna say it here. Next I'm gonna say it here when the Cowboys win today. When they win and they and they are still in control of their destiny in that division and they still win the NFC East because their defense is coming back. And we got Ben DiNucci taking the reins. Yes. Yes. I will continue. I still think the Cowboys win that division. There you go. I, <laughs> I can't go away from my I'm original like, what pick. About a team despite of, the what fact a that. Led by Mike McCarthy. You, you really, you're, you're buyer in Mike McCarthy? You know, I, I never was. And, I, you know, one of the fun things was I'm not a Jets fan or a Giant fan either, but I'm happy that the, the, uh, the New York teams didn't take him i mean obviously the jets would like anybody other than gates right now but there's a lot of talk about go out and get mike mccarthy as a coach of the jets um i just knew that that would just make sports radio up here in new york a whole bunch of mike mccarthy hatred because he's not that good either uh, i mean you're seeing it i said this to you in the beginning of the season right about is it the coach or is it the player um you know let's see when the patriots go six and ten this year let's see how much new england loves bill belichick you know, cutting the sleeves off and doing subway commercials instead of coaching his team. Um, you know, I, I, the coaches are as good as the players that are in front of them. Look, there are good coaches and they help, and there are good coaches who are smart and they take advantage of their players and their players, you know, capabilities. But the coach is only going to be as good as the players. Yes, they can maximize the value of their players. I think Cliff Kingsbury with uh, with Kyla Murray is a perfect example of that, right? Knew what he was getting, knew what he was doing, you know, develop an offense for him. But it's ultimately Murray's legs on those scrambles that are making the team win, not what Cliff Kingsbury is doing on the sidelines. It's just my take. Um, you know, I think that we overvalue those coaches. Um, I think the coaches get a lot of crap for when the team is bad, too. And, um, 
you know, Mike McCarthy's just not a coach that gives me any confidence at all. All right. Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe Ben Danucci, uh, he's not he's not tainted by Mike McCarthy. Right, listen, this pick for today, just so that we have it all on real, just like we said that the 20 points is too much for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one of the best teams and not the best team in football, and they're laying 20 points against one of the worst teams in football. I think the Cowboys are one of the worst teams in football now as currently situated, right? Because they're in their third string quarterback. You don't know what you're going to get. It's a wild card. Um, they are injured. Their defense is actually... They got Van Der Esch back. They're getting Lee back. Um, you know, he may only last one game before he goes out with injury again, but their defense is actually going to be pretty well anchored today. Um, one of the best iterations of their defense they've had all year. Um, you know, I hope that they keep it close, and I hope that they rely on Elliott. I hope that he doesn't fumble. I mean, there's a lot of variables here, but the difference between that Chiefs game and the Jets game is that while the Jets are one of the worst teams, the Chiefs are one of the best. I still think the Eagles are one of the worst teams. So it's odd to see a double-digit spread, one of the worst teams laying double digits against another one of the worst teams. That's that's why I'm picking the Cowboys here. It's just, uh, you know, it's not that I think the Cowboys are really going to go on and win the Super Bowl and Disney's going to make a movie about them. It's because I think that 11 points, 10 and a half points is too much for the Eagles to lay in a game like this. That's it. And that, that gets you all your Sunday games, guys. So we're having some fun. It. I love it, fun. man. Should we? Should you want to recap it for us? I know you keep notes. Well, what you're gonna do is, and we'll, we'll include this in the beginning, like we talked about. If you could just do a quick recap, and I'll add it to the beginning, so people don't have to listen all the way. If they listen to the end, there is some hard hitting analysis for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now you know what. Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.